Welcome to the Librarian Influencers Podcast. Each week, our host, Dr. Laura Shinneman, dives deep into school library topics to help you build your skills and take charge of your own professional development. Her mission is to create an environment where librarians flourish and become lifelong learners. Now, on to today's podcast. I'd like to welcome everybody listening today to the Librarian Influencers Podcast. And I'd like to introduce you to Dina Garcia. So Dina, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your time in the library. Thank you for having me. In fact, um, I have actually been in the library now. This is my 11th year in the library. I'm really excited. Um, I was an elementary librarian for nine years and at the same campus where I was a teacher. So I started there as a kindergarten teacher and was a teacher, a kindergarten teacher for five years and then um, a librarian for nine years. So I was at that campus for 13 years and just transitioned last school year before the pandemic, right before I transitioned to middle school. So this is now my second year with middle school students and it has been the most amazing transition for me. Um, I, of course, being a kindergarten teacher, I just love the little ones. And I thought, oh, how am I going to do it with middle school? They're big kids already. You know, it's a big age difference, right? But it has turned out to be an amazing year. Uh, last year was amazing. The, the staff, the students really helped me adapt to middle school. Uh, I feel like I belong. That, that's where I was meant to be for uh, now. I feel that it's, an, it's been a great change for me. But... Um, I guess just being, being around, uh, introducing students, you know, getting that students to get to know books and, you know, now I have, you know, bigger, you know, YA books that I'm introducing to the students and that's, that's my kind of book because that's what I like to read. So it's, it's just been amazing. Dina, let me ask you something. People will think about changing, you know, their grade levels of, of service. So what, what has been the biggest change for you or the biggest adjustment that you had to make? Well, like everything, when I went from a teacher um, to a librarian, that was scary for me. Um, I, my, it so happened that I was already starting my library science courses with Sam Houston State University. And our librarian moved on to a different district and the library position came up. And I was scared because my principal pulled me into her office and she said, do you want the librarian position? I know you're studying for it. And I said, okay, but if I don't like it, can I have my classroom back? And she said, of course. Well, I loved it. I loved it because I guess I was able to interact with not just my small classroom, but with the entire campus. Right. So when it came time for me to move from elementary to middle school, (laughs) I got nervous again, because again, you don't understand the unknown. You don't know, you know, you may have met a few of the students, but now you're dealing with a bigger campus. And, you know, how, you know, are they gonna, are they gonna, you know, embrace me? Or are they not gonna want me there? Or they're gonna want their ex-librarian before? So, you know, all these things start coming in. I guess that's kind of, um, the little hesitation that we have at the beginning, you know, getting, getting, just jumping in and then 
once you're in, it's like, you know, when you jump into a pool, right? You, you're, you're cold, but you're, then you're fine afterwards. And that's exactly how it was for me. It was like jumping into a cold pool and then it was okay. It was just that trans, that initial transition that I guess we're scared of the, the change. And it was the same with my teaching. And so, you know, I, I, you just have to try it. You can't, you can't, reject an offer just because you're, you're afraid of the unknown you have to learn maybe it maybe it wasn't meant to be but many <laughs> times you find out yes it's meant to be <laughs> it's interesting there a few maybe a month or so ago i actually interviewed someone that is a at this point retired librarian but she writes a lot of professional books you know that you might have had in graduate school on different things and uh, she talked about that her first year was an absolute disaster. You know, <laughs> she didn't think she'd ever go back. And I'm like, oh my gosh, and you grew, grew up, you know, to become this amazing professional that we all, you know, admire and look up to. So don't judge your future on your first year. <laughs> you know, exactly. You don't know where it's going to take you. And, and that's the same thing with the library. You know, I was afraid to try it out because I, I was going through, I hadn't even finished my library science courses. Like, don't know everything there is to know how am I going to do it but as you get in there and you build your lines of communication with other librarians you build those relationships yeah it becomes easier it That's just true. becomes easier very true okay so now you've had a first year last year at the middle school and then first year elementary a long time ago so from either one of those just describe what a first year is like <laughs> My very first year, um, I was the kind of teacher that would stay late. You know, I prepare my, my lessons and classrooms for the next day because I wanted everything to be perfect. Well, going into the library was the same. I wanted every book shelved. I wanted the library, you know, ready for the next day. Well, I was at a campus where we had 800 to 900 students and no assistant and at that time the students were able to check out 10 books per student oh my gosh so my carts were full every day and every day i would stay till 6 7 p.m every day thinking i've got to show up everything i've got to get everything done today because it's tomorrow's another day and so i would just stress myself out with you know things that um, I thought needed to be done, but really could have waited. Or I, as I've learned through the years, relying on students to help me. I yeah. didn't want to give up those, like, oh, I can't let them show for me. I know that that's my job. You know, I can't, what if they put it in the wrong spot? I can't do that. And so, so at the beginning, it was so hard. And, you know, my daughters were with me at school. And they were the ones helping me shelf. And, you know, they were there with me 6, 7 p.m. at night, you know, shelving books till, till, you know, the last one was on the shelf. And I just had to learn, you know, I had to prioritize things. What was more important? What could wait for the next day? Um, you know, things like that. And it, it was a, a learning process for me because I was just so used to just, you know, spick and span, we start fresh every day. And I just had to learn to do things a little differently. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. And I'm picturing like, how many carts did you have? Do you remember? It was, I want to say a good three to four 
library cart. Wow. Because I mean, each and and you're you're talking ten, and and believe me, they were taking their ten books and returning ten books. So I would have to shelf. I was con. I would even in between classes, I was shelving books. I was um, doing my lesson, and while they were doing their coloring, or they were, I was shelving books because I needed. I couldn't stay late anymore until I finally learned. Okay, I need to start getting library helpers. <laughs> mm -hmm, definitely. I, you know, when they had that show, Undercover Boss, I don't know if it's still a TV show. I used to think it'd be awesome if it would be like a principal or somebody's central office, you know, that could go into the, the different libraries. And, but then I think they'd be shocked when they saw, you know, the amount of time. Yes. It's not, that's not a quick process. It's not. <laughs> yeah. It is not. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. All right. So you talked about prioritizing things and really learning what was most important. Is there any other kind of advice that you would have, you could send back in time to your younger self? Um, it would, it would be to gain more knowledge in technology. I'm seeing now more than ever the need for building those backgrounds and learning more of what could be so useful in this e-learning period. Mm -hmm. And I am, I am grateful that um, I had started with the elementary students, getting them used to using uh, laptops. Hmm. So we had, I had a cart in the library and I had started using um, one week a month because I was on a PE rotation schedule. And so I would see all the kids that one week and getting them used to technology on a laptop, how to use the mouse, how to, how to you know, move the cursors, how to do certain things. But I'm so glad that I took that time, but I guess wanting to learn more about what I could have done to help them prepare for today. Yeah, because we never could have even imagined, even if you would have told us, you know, 10 years ago, it, it would have been like, oh, okay. You know? <laughs> right, right. And so I guess more preparation, uh, learning more of the resources available because um, there's so much information out there and it's just a matter of of learning and being engaged in those and then bringing it down to our teachers, bringing it to our students um, and, and having them actively participate in them is something that I would have loved to have started many years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was very, um, I was very grateful that uh, one of the teachers at the middle school this year, she required her students to come to see me in the library to get to know their Google um, credentials. And we started this endeavor in December and we finished in February. Wow. So I was able to get all of these students with their Google credentials right before the pandemic. Had I been able to, would I, if I would have known, I would have started since day one of school with Google credentials and getting the kids more familiar with it. Yeah. But we, you know, there's, we just did not foresee any of this happening in, uh, with distant learning. But am I grateful that, that we started? I did, but I wish I would have done from the very beginning, even with the elementary students. I yeah. wish I would have started a long time ago. Good point. So you mentioned getting things ready, you know, teaching, just helping the students get ready. So what about right now? What are you actually doing right now? Are you doing face-to-face? -face? Are you in remote? 
I have, we are not doing face-to-face. -face. We are doing distant learning right now. Okay. Um, my role right now is assisting with students logging into with their credentials. Um, we're still having a lot of uh, connection problems, Google problems, mm -hmm. Google Meet issues, right? Um, we're having, um, having to issue out devices right now. Many of our students, we are, we are at a district that was not a one-to-one -one district. Okay. So we did not have um, laptops for each student or an iPad for each student. So our district had to physically go and order all of these devices and they've been on back order, but we've managed to get elementary and high school just our middle school students right now are the ones lacking the devices. So okay. what I have been doing is actually working with our CIT person on campus. And uh, we have had to prepare all of our desktops that have been in the labs and issue our desktops out no to students. <laughs> wow. Yes. So this week was our first week. We started on Monday. And we will hopefully finish by today, if not Monday, issuing out all of these desktops. But I've had to physically um, go and make some deliveries to some of our students that have not, do not have transportation or they are having issues. And I have to go in there and see, okay, it's a login issue. Let me log the student in because they're in the middle of their class and all of a sudden they cannot connect. And so I've had to make a few home visits this last week, assisting students with, with uh, computer problems and issues. I'm sure they greatly, greatly appreciate that, how amazing that you're They doing. do. I, I had a parent uh, a few weeks ago who uh, was, she took some time off to come pick up a device. Well, the device was not ready, unfortunately. Okay. And so she says, I can't come tomorrow and I can't come the next day. And I said, okay. Where do you work? And she worked about, I want to say a good 10 miles from our school. And I said, okay, I will take it to your work. And she, she says, you will? And I said, yes, ma'am. I said, where do you work? She told me the place she works. It was a restaurant. She says, I said, okay, I'll take it to you. She says, ma'am, I'm going to get you lunch because you're taking oh. it during it. And I was like, no, 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 you don't have to do that. And she says, no, 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 you're doing me a favor. I'm going to provide you lunch. But you know, I guess making yourself available for anything. Mm -hmm. Our students, whatever our students need, you want to be that person that's going to provide them what they need when yeah. they need it. Yeah. Wow. Very, very good. Okay. So you're, in a way, you're kind of starting to talk about your influence already, um, that impact, you know, that you have. So let, let's talk about that a little bit more. Um, and I don't know if you want to take the angle of, you know, your normal kind of influence, or maybe it's the influence that you're having because of all of this remote learning, but how, how are librarians making that impact around you? This was my very first year in middle school. And um, I, you know, I am me. I'm good. I'm, the, I'm this person, no matter where I am, who I'm with, you know, where I, any, you know, I, I'm, Dina is Dina anywhere. And so uh, one day this year, this school year, we actually got a new superintendent this school year. Oh, and I, I had a class and all of a sudden the new superintendent walks into the library and he said, I need to meet you. And I said, okay. He says, the kids can't stop talking about you. He says, I just have to come and meet you. And the kids came with him. 
That's awesome. And I, said, I said, okay. He says, can I take a picture with you? And I said, sure. <laughs> he says, what are you doing, Miss Garcia? These kids, you have to meet our librarian. You have to come meet her. Come. And they brought him from the cafeteria. And I, that just made me feel like I have made an influence on these, I, a positive influence on these students. They, they come to me, they, um, I absolutely, uh, one student, he was a reluctant reader. And he asked me one day if I recommended a book and I recommended Dork Diaries to him because that it was a popular series. The kids love Dork Diaries, just like yeah. they love Diary Wimpy Kid. Yeah. And so he, he said, okay, I'll try it. I'll read it. And he said, okay, I need book two. I need book two. I, 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 I accidentally checked out the wrong one. And such and such character in the story. I, I already know what happened and I want to know what happened before. That's the kind of influence you want to have on your library at your campus. You want to be that person that the students see you as someone who can recommend a book, who mm -hmm. knows their resources who helps their teachers. Good point. And, and supplies uh, the campus with, with what they need to be ready for the 21st century. And that's exactly what, what kind of influence I want to be at my campus. And I'm hoping, and I really do pray that I have influenced our campus and our students in that way, because we, we want to feel valued and we want to feel needed uh to be at a camp or be at a period of time where they say well we could do without the librarian yeah no <laughs> no we don't want that yeah. we need to make ourselves we need to be ready uh informed well informed about current trends we want to be up there at the level that parents students faculty and even those in administration view us as the expert in uh, in the areas, because if we if we're not valued that high, then you know we're not making an impact. We're yeah. not we're not the ones that are the go-to person at your campus, and that's what we want to be that go-to person. And even as you're saying that, it, that doesn't matter whether you're remote or face-to-face -face or hybrid or whatever. At the kind of you, you have narrowed it down like to a very essence, you know, of how you're seeing your role. So right. that is right. very, very important. Okay, so you're talking about being a resource for your campus um, and knowing latest trends and things. So tell us a little bit, I mean, maybe describe some latest trends or how do you learn about, how do you find them? Oh, I, I have been so, so blessed to have been able to go to uh, our TLA conference um, which is our Texas Library Association conference that is held yearly. And getting to know the trends or what other librarians are doing at their campus to make their library successful mm -hmm. and bringing it back. I mean, it, it's a lot to know, get to know and learn, but it is more to do at your campus because you can have so much knowledge, but if you don't if you don't work it out or you don't do it, what benefit does it do for our campus or for our students? But going to, to our conference, our technology conference, having our regional conferences or, or meetings 
have been a, a very big asset for us as well because we've learned what is what has worked at other uh, schools at other libraries and also we've learned what are the latest technologies that we could bring back and teach our students our faculty that they're able to use in their classrooms as well now um i i <laughs> we've we've been asked several times to um to work to do a uh, region regional uh, workshops and uh, I have a, a coworker of mine. She and I are, are usually working together. Yeah, we yeah. make a great team. We love, you know, we love working together. And so every year we would say, we're not gonna do the, the meeting affair this year for region one. We're, not, we're just gonna be spectators this year. <laughs> and then we would get an email. Yeah, we'll do it. We, <laughs> we loved, you know, being out there because when you're out there, you're learning, you're teaching, you're helping, but you, you're getting a lot of feedback as well. Mm -hmm. You learn from other librarians, you get to talk to other librarians and discuss, well, this worked for me, but this didn't work at my campus and get to know what is, what is helpful and what could you bring back. And I, I want to say that that has been a very important part of our library um you know or helped us in the library the most is bringing back what we got from our conferences from our meetings and implementing it trying it out i remember the very first time um i was introduced to breakout edu oh my goodness i was scared out of my mind because i can't do this it's too hard but as you try it out as you um, introduce it to the students, then you become more comfortable with it and you're able to implement it and then share it out. Yeah. And that's exactly what we want to do. I was very grateful that I got to learn more about that platform. And in fact, last school year, I applied for a mini grant at our, at our, with our school district and I was awarded a thousand dollars to buy wow. seven breakout boxes. So I was really excited. I've got them. And then we went into the pandemic. <laughs> oh gosh. Now, you know what? I've also heard stories that some of your librarians, and I bet you're part of them, have even done technology demos or trainings for principals. Have you been a yes. part of that? Talk a little bit been. about that. Yes, I have been a part of that. Um, actually, right before school started, we were asked to present to faculty, to principals about many of the new programs that we're, we're incorporating this year, such as Mayon, which is a, um, a part of Renaissance, which is AR. And so we were asked to present on that. We were asked to present on Mac and Via and give them some background information about what the teachers can do with Mac and Via as far as the resources that are involved. And we were also um, were asked to uh, show them about Google and more of the applications with Google and how they could be used. And so we brought all of that, what, what we've shared with the principals and with the EOs of our uh, executive officers of our district and even the superintendent, everyone was a part of that, uh, of those trainings and those meetings. We even presented to the board of directors, oh, wow. many wow. of these things. And so, 
they were really excited about it. And as a result, we, they asked us to bring it back and share it with our own campuses, which we did. We brought it back and shared it with our campus. We all took part of presenting the different applications of Google, uh, different aspects of Mac and Via and how they can incorporate Google Classroom with Mac and Via mm -hmm. as well. That was very helpful for our teachers and, and we provided uh, them with uh, the needed help that maybe they didn't know before or how they could uh, use these resources with their lessons and we were able to provide that for them. But we also were involved in a summer program. Uh, it's the PSJA Reads program for this summer. So we had an elementary, um, elementary librarians and we had middle school and high school librarians working together for that one, for the secondary. And that was a very successful program that we had in the summer. So we had book clubs, we had author visits for our students. And we even had, um, our superintendent join us on some of our Google Meets. Okay. So that was an, uh, an also something he says, I've never used Google Meets before. He said he was so excited to use Google Meet with us. So uh, we, were, we were really happy to have him with us and with our author visits this summer. I'm still just kind of thinking back to y'all presenting to the principals and just how it, I could really see that kind of elevating the role of the librarian in their eyes, you know, just, as they saw, because who knows what kind of librarian they have on their campus, but mm -hmm. as they saw what's possible, you know, and, and when you see that, then your eyes, their eyes, you know, can really open and think, ah, yeah, know, I, I can expect that kind of thing. <laughs> right, exactly. And so, yeah. yes, we did have, we, since we were presenting to all the principals throughout the, uh, the district, you know, they got to see and see our role and, you know, it kind of makes us feel really proud that we were being recognized at board meetings, at <clears throat> principal meetings, you know, they were, you know, our superintendent has been very supportive with our libraries. And so, you know, they're seeing that connection, that, mm -hmm. that how involved we are with our students, but they're seeing the importance of our role at yeah. the campus. Yeah, very, very good advocacy on y'all's part to do that. Okay, so if there's some, you know, most of our listeners are early career librarians. So if they were starting to have some thoughts of like, I wonder what would be like a first step that I could do if I wanted to do something like that, what, what would be your advice for them? I, okay, first of all, I, I want to recommend that you make yourself, um, have that support with another librarian. Build the support with your with your um, librarians within district. Build build like a channel of communication. Learn from one another, but take a role in subscribing to different journals. Uh, uh, become a member of TLA, uh, you TCEA as well. So much information is sent to you. Journals are are. You know, you read journals on what are the latest trends, what is new, what is working, what is trending across the nation. Become familiar with everything out there. Not everything is going to work at your campus, mm -hmm. but you can try it. And if it works, perfect. If it doesn't, tweak it. Yeah. Or maybe don't do it at all. Maybe, you know, it's something that needs to be tossed out. But 
try it out first because you never know how something is going to turn out until you try it. Mm -hmm. So um, I know one of the things I was always so scared about was book tastings. How is it going to work? How am I going to do that? I don't think it's, I, I don't know until I actually did one and it was a successful book tasting. It was the best thing ever. And it made students uh, want to read that book. I want that book that I had in that table that day. I want to, I want to read that one. But if you, if I didn't try it, I wouldn't have known, will it work? Will it not work? You know, maybe I can try something else or, you know, what can I do different to make it better? You know, it's just a matter of finding that one thing and then making it yours, Mm -hmm. trying it out, um, getting ideas from different places. Pinterest is your friend. I always (laughs) say Pinterest. I find so many wonderful things on Pinterest and, you know, finding those uh, Facebook librarians you know, that are trying different things, you know, that group of librarians, there's always somebody out there willing to share their ideas. And that is what makes us such great, uh, a great community of librarians is our willingness to share. Because what, what good does it do me to hold my knowledge to myself if it's just for me? I want to share it with everyone and see, you guys, this worked for me. Why don't you give it a try and, you know, build on that. And, and that is what will help you become the best librarian is, you know, your willingness to, to get ideas, but share ideas. All right. Well, Dina, you have shared so much with our listeners today, whether they're early career people, just thinking about first steps, trying something new, or they're people that are, are around and doing uh, their distance learning. You've given them some ideas with that too. So if our listeners want to connect with you and keep learning from you, and you mentioned that, how important that is to really build those networks, where can they find you online? Okay. I am on Instagram and, tr- and, um, and Twitter. Okay. And I'm also on Facebook. So, and you can email me at any time. So um, my email is diamantina.garcia at psjisd.us. My Instagram is uh, lbjnightreaders because uh, our mascot is a knight. <laughs> so we are the night readers. Uh, and then on Twitter, I'm at, at Diamantina Garcia. So you're welcome to connect with me on any one of those platforms. On Facebook, you can find me at diamantina.y.garcia. Okay. And um, and I usually, uh, I share out of, um, things that maybe I'm doing in the library, or maybe somebody has shared an, uh, something with me, and that that's usually what I put on Facebook. Okay, awesome. Okay, so you've got lots of ways for people to find you. Um, listeners, if you get into the show notes, I'll have all of those um, names spelled out for you so you can click those and go straight to it and be able to follow her. And just thanks for spending some time with us. And Dina, have a great day and, and good luck with the rest of the year. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye.